0: Hello and welcome to Blaircast. My name is Brian Krosgard here with the one and only Josh Olswich. Josh, how you doing?
1: Brian, good to be here. Good to be with you. Good to be back.
0: It is good to be back. We haven't chatted in a few weeks. The world has fallen apart in the meantime. Um, but you know, we had Thanksgiving plans and holidays and trips, and so we didn't get to chat the last few weeks, but. Uh, I hope you're well. How's it going?
1: Good. Just uh, trying to avoid landmines everywhere, right?
0: I know, man. What, it's I like, hope.
1: <laughs> am I in the contagion? <laughs> am, yeah, I the, the cont- <laughs> am I the contagion? Am I <laughs> contributing? I mean, Jesus, everything that's going on, it's just like, enough's enough. You know? I felt the same way with Doquan. Oh, yeah. The Doquan stuff wasn't a surprise, though. That's That's what really is different about this FTX thing. Like... Yeah, how much we it- we knew Alameda wasn't on our side. We knew they were trading against customers. I mean, people just knew that. What we didn't know is they were commingling funds. They didn't have an accounting department. They didn't have a board. I I certainly didn't. Right? There might have been people who knew. Yeah. And didn't care. I don't know. We didn't know they were marking their FTT position to whatever they marked it to. Illiquid serum. Like, it, the list goes on and on. But that um that I think is the most surprising, the commingling of the funds. Zero people expected them to be insolvent. Most yeah. people expected them to be illiquid, but it's the degree of insolvency and the flagrancy of it all is just like, okay, this is too much.
0: Yeah. The flagrancy of it, I think, is the interesting part there. In this
1: PR, like uh, charm offensive or whatever you want to call it is just like what is going on like am yeah. i are you watching the same movie i'm watching because this is not this yeah. is not congruent with what happened like this is a crime i'm not a lawyer <laughs> but what is going on right like everybody's asking like is what is this you know and then you got this this whole like political angle with donations involved on both sides potentially and it's just, it's so ugly. It's so ugly. Yeah. I thought
0: of the interviews. Andrew Ross Sorkin from the Deal Book interview was one of the better ones.
1: Um, I don't know if you saw it, but. I it was, started to watch I just, could, I can't listen to Sam anymore. He was, I could barely listen to him before, but knowing what he's done, I just can't. I just can't
0: sit yeah. through it. In that spaces the other night, a bunch of people were pushing for him to come on up only. And um, we weren't really planning to reach out to him because when me just kind of putting a scammer on the air. And Kobe had answered, like, at this point, the other interviews are so bad that he would be interested in doing it just to be able to ask questions from the point of view of an insider. And apparently Sam responded that he would do it, so we may be interviewing him. And I don't even know how I feel about it. To be honest, like, I it, mean, if you do,
1: you just have to ask him very specific, pointed questions, right? And you know, if he's willing to like fucking be on the sorry, be on the stand, You're basically, fine. right? Um, then yeah. yeah, sure. Like, if he's willing to to do that, uh, why not, right? Like, ask right. him why do not you close Alameda? Why are you commingling funds? This you know this is illegal, right? Like, just basic stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we'll see if that happens or not. Um, <clears throat> part of me just would have to hold back from just wanting to yell at him for like ten minutes straight. <laughs> you
1: like, know? Are you delusional? Have you been seen by a psycholo- psychologist, psychiatrist? Like, what other medications are you taking? What other drugs were you taking? Like, uh, what day is it? Who's the president? Right? Person, place, time. Like, like, are you are you insane? Are you concussed? Are you, are, you, are you pushing for the insanity defense because you're obviously delusional? Like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so I'll spend some time on that if it turns out to be true that we're doing it, but um but yeah i'm I'm kind of with you like other than the fact that it would be my opportunity to ask him those questions, it's getting harder and harder to listen to him um but I don't know if our audience wants us to talk to him and we can do something that's differentiated, then I guess we would nevertheless um. So obviously, all that's impacted markets significantly, um, and a lot of individuals. I mean, we
1: got the people out of out of the woodwork, going after uh, crypto, anything, right? And we just—it's like somebody shit on your bed, and you have to sleep in it. You know, that's that's what we're dealing with right now. <laughs> yeah, that's gross.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, true.
1: It's like you know, people that—that's like the business story of the year, like the VC story of the year. Like it's so high profile that. Mm. everybody's heard of it, right? At Thanksgiving, I'm yeah, sure. Everybody, anybody, yeah,
0: everybody's asked me. Right. Did you do yeah, Thanksgiving? Did you know this guy? Did, did you, th- you have any
1: funds there? Did
0: you do Thanksgiving at your new house that's behind you in this picture? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is, uh, I bought this in the Metaverse. So oh. I, okay, good. No, I did not I did not do it at my new house.
0: But, it's nice uh, looking. For our audio-only listeners, Josh has a, a beautiful home in the background of his video.
1: It's a nice indoor-outdoor space.
0: Yeah, yeah. It reminds me... Um, so maybe there's an NFL fan out there, but it reminds me of the um, NFL draft from a couple of years ago. Where now I forgot his name. I just said it, um, but the coach that had the like super swanky house, and they were doing the COVID draft from like everyone's living rooms and stuff. So they kept showing him in that environment, uh, and it looks a lot like what your your house does right there. So that's what I thought of initially. Um, but anyway. Um. So, shall we talk about markets a little bit in terms of can you find the FTX blow up on the chart? Yes, it was the card. Well, that's that's the
1: other thing. Like, if someone had told you a year ago in 2021, all these events happened, right? Celsius, three AC, Luna, FTX, um, Contagion, FTX, right? There's going to be more, possibly Genesis, possibly Gbtc, something, right? And we don't know the details exactly, but um. Let's assume there's more, right? Where would you put price at? 3K, 6K. I don't know. I'd assume 10 or less, right? Yeah. So I think there's some resiliency we can take away from this
0: price-wise. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it doesn't... this, This looks like something, but this doesn't look representative to what actually happened. The move from 20K to 16, you know, was not not huge considering what occurred in that in that move um
1: you could say well a lot of the deleveraging already happened on the way down that's mm-hmm. fair you could say well this is crypto not bitcoin and i kind of agree i mean look at solana or look at a solana btc chart or whatever
0: and and look at that in terms of like what what impact did ftx have they didn't have they didn't own any bitcoin <laughs> like
1: right I think so here's what I think I think that it, all of this has a greater effect sort of on the way up as there is just uh, dilution of capital there's dilution of attention there's rehypothecation all over the place
0: yeah the, the, um, essentially people thought they had Bitcoin on FTX FTX didn't have Bitcoin on FTX so maybe the outperformance of so many altcoins relative 100%. to Bitcoin was because of that rehypothecation
1: yeah I, I agree with that completely.
0: So I did put Bitcoin in a uh, linear mode just so we could get a, a a slightly different view of the degree of of what we've had. So it's it's more significant when you you know account for it that way, like relative to 2017, for example. It's 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 pretty on par um, in terms of a percent move. We so it's around seventy six percent, seven yeah seventy seven percent top to bottom. Um, so it's not like it—it's it, not like it couldn't be a bottom. But considering the amount of failure that we've had, the durability of Bitcoin's been fairly impressive, I guess.
1: Yeah, just the question is who's left. The the next biggest thing that everyone's looking at, obviously GBTC and what's going on there, and what's going to happen discount. to Barry, and that contagion, which still hasn't been fully figured out. But yeah,
0: it seems like Genesis is screwed out of this deal. It just is like what? Who else is? But it's not like Genesis is going to be able to perform their previous business roles anytime soon, you know? Um, yeah, the credit market
1: and crypto is just kind of over for the moment, I think.
0: Yeah. However, does I do think Genesis had certain regulatory approvals that just nobody else had, like a prime broker thing. I don't. Know. I don't know really what 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 all that means or stands for, but they. They were important, I guess, from an institutional perspective, but that doesn't mean that what they were important for, that there's any activity of happening now. <laughs> so will it have fallout or not? We're not sure. Um I do think one interesting component is most of these people didn't just shut up and like try to figure it out in the background during their drama. Barry has not said a word, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, uh, Genesis made some announcements as they were going along, but for the most part, Barry like. Well, the entirety like of silent. the gem earn
1: program is they owe money to that entire thing. Like that's seven hundred million, right?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Um, uh, I just don't know how the creditors aren't like, okay, guys. I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. I know what people know on Twitter. That's about it. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> we're watching the same thing unravel together.
0: Uh, you toying on on chat thank you it was cliff kingsbury who i was trying to remember his name um and then i think we got another interesting question here from Harad Her- sorry i don't know how to pronounce your name what about cz and binance should we trust them okay here's the thing should we trust them the answer is just always going to be josh no no <laughs> Now, is that a claim against CZ and Binance? No, they're probably one of the better places to do business. But should you trust them? No, you can't trust anybody. That's the whole point. Like, this, the the erosion of trust has been extraordinary, and we should probably carry the um, the stance of a skeptic for quite a long time, and maybe perpetually. Like, this is where maximalists are made, you know? Like, But this is also where your defense mechanisms come in for okay, yes, I'll trust them, but I won't trust them with everything. I won't trust anyone with everything. So when I've historically talked about the Horcrux method, that's what that's about, like managing your custody in multiple places because you don't want any one place to be able to kill you. Uh, Even yourself, like if you have 100% of everything on your own one hardware wallet in your own custody with your own failure uh, routes, that's trusting yourself in a way that maybe you shouldn't. So spread it out, figure it out, try to be do your best and don't trust anyone just limit your like limit your risk in the scenario where you you do give someone trust some degree of trust that it's not all of your trust
1: yeah i mean we get kind of sick of well at least i did saying like not your keys not your coins for 10 years And <laughs> now you know. look where we are <laughs> like i can only say it so many times without people being like yeah whatever we get it let's go trade some altcoins on ftx you know um but don't get complacent. This will happen, probably again to some degree somewhere. As yeah. much as I hate to say that.
0: Well, I think there's some places that are trying to be very quiet right now, so that they can work their way out of insolvency. But they're probably also running on a fractional reserve right now, and we just don't know exactly who they are. Sure, I mean, they if, if you're worried about it,
1: we have the technology. It's called a hardware wallet. Yeah, it's called a, a software wallet, right? Like, do whatever yeah. you need to do. Figure it out. It's not hard. It's not scary, I promise. I've been doing it for a long time.
0: My longest amount of time on a centralized exchange these past weeks has been like minutes. <laughs> you know, like just, just to get the deed done for whatever I needed to
1: do. Um, and we see that in the data too because we're seeing um, BTC down 200,000 um, notional with a, since like what, November 11th? So less than a month, 200,000 BTCs been removed. ETH, I think it's two million ETH off of exchanges in the same time period. Wow. Like it's extraordinary. We haven't seen this low level of ETH on exchanges since twenty eighteen when um well ICOs were sort of
0: ending. With ETH in particular, why do you need it? You don't even have to trust like WBTC is the best way. <laughs> is there a better way to trade BTC other than WBTC? But you can't really trust WBTC or 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 Rin BTC. We like we saw these kind of Concerns about wrapped assets. Um, on, on I wouldn't Bitcoin. trust
1: wrappers. I wouldn't trust bridges. I wouldn't trust anything that isn't.
0: But with native asset itself. with native ETH, like beyond your swap, it's not really a big deal, you know. Like you, you do your swap, and then you have your native asset on ETH. So it's e- it's easy to be on chain on ETH. <clears throat> ETH BTC too looks like it's just hammering that ceiling again.
1: Um, yeah, it's something I definitely want to talk about. Um, in a second i'm just trying to find this eth number yeah uh i can't share my screen because it freezes in case people are wondering it's for some reason it freezes the but stream the i'm gonna that, blame ledger but
0: <laughs> but the point is a lot of uh a lot of eth has left exchanges and is now on so here we are okay
1: november 3rd 23.3 million ETH on exchanges today 19.7 million wow so nothing that's that's nothing compared to what it what it was yeah. at the peak in 20 let's say covid the covid high was basically the peak at 32.7 million eth so 20 percent of exchange eth found its way out poof i mean a lot of that's ftx i'm sure but that's still in the calculation regardless yeah um well, the the point is that price would be much lower if people are just dumping their ETH on, exchange, on uh, exchanges and selling. Right? Any any crypto. That's the general signal. Is historically, if you're sending ETH to centralized exchanges or BTC or whatever, it's to sell it. You're not sending it there to, for any other reason.
0: Yeah, in historically, terms, in terms of wrapped assets, we're worried about y'all. I'm not trying to say I'm worried about wrapped ETH. <laughs> it's a different type of wrapped asset. I mean anything like you it's, don't know, right? It's like, a smart, right now, it's a smart contract. Nothing,
1: nothing should surprise anybody. I don't I thought you know, right? Like there's I no, don't care. Like, there's at, this no point, <laughs> at this point, at this point, nothing, would surprise, nothing pa- would surprise me. Literally, Josh
0: switch. says no rap teeth for him. Uh,
1: if you don't need to be like, do your business. Uh, what did who does Lop what does Lop say? Like pretend it's a public restroom. You yeah. just said it too. Like, do your business and get out as quickly as as you can. Yeah. Um sure. Like if I wouldn't sit in anything that you don't need to sit in that has some risk for losing whatever to whatever, right? Yeah. Stake teeth, but whatever.
0: I don't. I, I, yeah, stake teeth is different, but I don't have a I think wrap teeth is just fine. Um, uh, so yeah, Bitcoin's sitting here almost 17k. One of the challenging things is it's giving me flashbacks to 2018, 2019. I don't know if it is for you, but it's like now. The so-called big move is just not 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 very significant. So there's there's so much repair that has to be done in terms of a chart sense or a a price perspective before you start to be a believer. You know, like at this point, I think actually you really need way over 20k, like maybe 24k, before you talk about bull markets and recovery. And I just feel like best case scenario is a really long term range now. or capitulation. Capitulation still seems like it's very possible. Um, I'm not saying we don't go up. I'm just saying if w- does anything structurally change between 17k and 19 or 20k? And the answer to me is not really. Do you see that
1: differently? No, I agree. That's the 20 and the 200 you have there, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, this is what I pointed out as well. Is like zooming way out. We need to be above both of those things. We need a bullish cross on that. Like those should be everybody's top three things, no matter what you're trading in crypto, because BTC will will lead the pack eventually. Uh, ETH is going to have higher beta and like all these other coins are going to have higher beta. I get it. But um, BTC sets the stage. So it needs to be above just the basic, basic trend metrics like the, the 20 and the 200 on the weekly. Yeah. In order to expect continuation of the upside. Here, I think it's neutral or, or bearish for sure. Like, no question.
0: Yeah, but the same thing here if you're looking at that weekly cloud, it's like 20K is just a bearish retest of the trend, um, which is what... Right, and if
1: if you compare this to like 2018 or 2015, like as blown out as the TK, the Tenkin and the Kijin are on the cloud, it still takes weeks for that to to catch up, right? Yeah. Um, If you go to 2015, it took a whole year, you know? Yeah. So it's possible that we... We kind of get our stuff figured out in twenty twenty three get ready for the having in twenty twenty four uh which is currently march twenty twenty four yeah but this this time
0: period here that looks like nothing was a year of painful chop
1: uh yeah, I mean, it was a year of chop. It was a year of announcements that thought people thought were gonna mean something that didn't amount to much of anything uh yeah. I remember that time well. It is <laughs> worth saying
0: though, that, like we are are. If we go further down, you're getting deeper and
1: deeper into just value buy territory, right? Like, there's really. Uh, I would think so. Certainly. I mean, look, the previous two bear markets were negative eighty five percent. Negative eighty five from the top is like ten k. So, sure, I I think DCAers are fine. I think bids at 10 k or lower are fine. I think bids on each anywhere near 800 or less are fine. Uh, I don't think we get that low, but if we do, I mean, sure. Why yeah. not?
0: I drew this, uh, I don't know what you call it, this sickle of death.
1: Uh, I like it. Yeah. It's That's just Josh uh, styled. That's not bad. You know, I, The SPX kind of has a similar um, triangle, I guess you'd call it.
0: Hmm. Um, mostly just to identify some some potential for momentum swings or capitulation opportunity.
1: Well, it's crazy how close we are. We were to breaking out of that at yeah. twenty when before FTX blew up. Like we were on our way, especially into what was that CPI or? Hmm. I mean, there's, some, uh, jo- there's
0: tragedy in all this, Josh. You know what it is?
1: Yeah. This too. I was looking at this this morning again, as I do every day, and I was like, well we're down from 115 to 105 on the DXY and we should be mega mooning the Dixie
0: the we Dixie the Dixie makes you think oh bitcoins at 30k right <laughs> you know like that we broke from 20 up from 20 down to thir- uh, up to 30 and instead we broke from 20 down to 15 thanks to FTX you know this is what we were waiting on in terms of a trend, a real trend break in our favor. Um, We've decoupled in the, the unfavorable
1: <laughs> yeah. manner, for sure. Yeah.
0: I'm not sure if it, you, uh, yeah, so I was, I was at some point looking for a move back down into this green box that I've had highlighted for years. Um, historically, these have marked the beginning of bull markets, like these big trend shifts. Which you would be able to mark another one here in um, in October 2022 um, and maybe in the long term, it'll be very close to the bottom, and that'll be that'll be true. I don't know, but uh, you would certainly think we're not like basically at the lows right now if you're just looking at
1: this Dixie chart. No, and you could say, well, maybe there's some divergence there that you could take advantage of that yeah. the market hasn't quite gotten the message.
0: Looking at that weekly kitchen is interesting, too, right there at 104 coming up. Um, I haven't looked at the cloud in quite a while. I'm going to admit, Josh, we haven't talked, and so I hadn't turned the cloud on, and I feel like I'm finding some new things here. Um, Is there anything else? I mean, mean, we just looked at the Dixie. You were talking about SPX. Is there any?
1: uh, It's just the the daily cloud everywhere on anything is important right now because we're kind of banging up against it again um the other thing that we mentioned the 200 week and the 20 week Mm -hmm. on bitcoin is incredibly important i think and then the 200 day on spx is important too because we tend to be higher btc is higher beta to to spx Mm -hmm. so if spx turns the corner which i don't know if it necessarily will over a long period of time but if it starts to which it's trying right now it's above the 200 for the first time since what april 2022 march uh yeah march which so was I a fake watch, out. it was yeah i would watch for all those those signs of some relief here we're, we're already seeing it from the dxy
0: and i like when you see it in combination you see the daily and then you look at the weekly and it's got a, its own kind of Support that it bounced off of trend shift on that twenty week like you're you're seeing that twenty week turn up and you're potentially going to make a higher high um shifting the which side of the twenty week you're on that's all good stuff um we got something what what would you what would you think about this josh well not that <laughs> uh what if what if we made ourselves some kind of head and shoulders type of thing here. I feel like legacy markets would enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, that's possible.
1: Gives us more time. Yeah. I I just, think, 2023, like what? We have a recession? Is that bullish? We get more unemployment? Yeah. Is that bullish? Like, I just feel like, like 2020,
0: 2023 is going to be kind of a, a nothing burger of a year for
1: tradable assets. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I saw... Speaking of insolvent illiquid stuff, I saw Blackstone uh, real estate fund close withdrawals in a fund um, because it like exceeded their maximum. Um, you know, people are getting out of real estate stuff because it's plummeting, and uh, they, I, I assume, their market their market position is so big that if they had to sell more, they would have they would have the catastrophic effect on the fund, right? So
0: yes. Yeah. Well, it's a duration problem for them, right? They they would need to respond so quickly that they'd have to sell underlying assets versus just manage normal inflows and outflows. And they would have an outsized effect on the market
1: if they do so. Right. So there's there's a lot of distress in many places right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when well, I was reading some of these questions... Thank you, by the way, everybody, for YouTubing and twitching. Welcome, um,
0: welcoming us back. Um, did you have,
1: Go ahead,
0: sorry. Do you have any big thoughts about ETH making a higher low and being in this kind of big consolidation versus Bitcoin's lower low and
1: all that? Not really on the ETHio steep side of things. I think the whole chart's kind of a mess. I think ETHBTC's is the cleaner chart here, which is the saying much Rare, rare. Rare yeah. from this man to say that. Um, this to me looks like a slam dunk, long trade. The fundamentals are there. It's not a USD pair, so it has some potential strength. Um, point one, gang. Yeah, point one. The thing is, like, if you're bearish and you assume ETH is higher beta, you assume ETH BTC is going to go down. That may not be the case. I'm I'm more on that side of the argument where if we're bearish, I don't think ETH BTC is going to do well. But if we're bullish or neutral, I think EBTC does extremely well. Mm. Um, it's got the fundamentals of the supply soak Ponzi-nomics going on. <laughs> <The> supply <laughs> soak. Um, it's got the fee burn, which is kind of like whatever at this point neutral. But the unlock is scheduled for like March 2023, which is going to get pushed back 100%. So that's, <laughs> As a no no doubt in my mind what's i'll take the the over on that all day um so let's say it gets pushed back to like i don't know july let's say it gets pushed back to, to march 2024 right that's bitcoin's having so i can imagine a world where now w- let me blow your mind 2024 you good year <laughs> <laughs> i could imagine a world where we've eth flips btc on the market cap chart I could imagine a world when that happened. I think that's like 0.4 BTC, E-BTC at that point? No, uh, 0.14. No, we don't flip BTC at 0.14, do we? We,
0: he just said we, we don't flip.
1: Maybe it's 0.2, 0.28?
0: No, the flipping's at
1: 0.28. Whatever that whatever level is, 0.28 would make more sense than 0.4. Um, Somebody needs to make win flipping. It's, it already exists. It already exists. <laughs> I've, I've, been, I've been to it. It exists. Because um, the market <laughs> cap is four x less, right? So maybe it's 0.28 two eight. That'd be even better. Okay. Let's just let's just assume that the staking unlock gets pushed back into into late twenty twenty three. Most optimistic. Most pessimistic is like twenty twenty four. Whatever.
0: Uh, I could see a world more
1: easy. Yeah.
0: ETH is already half of Bitcoin's market cap, or almost half. It's point one four. It's like point one four, point one five. The whole chat saying point one four. Coin Gecko has I the numbers. It was
1: a quarter. I swear. One
0: hundred fifty-five million for quarter. One hundred fifty-five billion for ETH and three hundred twenty-six billion for Bitcoin. So let's just call it a little under half right now. So point one, point one four, point one five. It's over, baby number okay, one.
1: That makes, that makes the setup even better because it, I think it's going there anyway. So yeah, here's, what here's, here's what I think is going to happen. You ready? This is the playbook. ETHPTC is going to break out. The staking unlock is not going to happen on March 23rd. It's probably going to happen end of the year 2023. Uh, we're probably going to like plateau-ish going into that date, decline a little bit. And then EPTC is going to get slaughtered post- btc having because the narrative is going to shift even though the issuance is going to be maybe more favorable for eth i think the narrative is going to shift um so i think you're going to see like this roller coaster of like we beat, we beat btc we're on the top of the list finally right btc's dead what does it do it's a rock blah blah, blah. and then i think you're going to see btc take over well that's my playbook i would thoughts thoughts questions comments i would love that I would love to participate in that. I think there's no doubt that ETH, unfortunately, as much as I think ETH is is captured Garbo, OFAC, nonsense, there's no doubt in my mind it goes to previous all-time highs, which would be a flippening, right? 0. 0.14, are you saying?
0: Yeah, the chat is begging us to stop talking about the flipping name because they're long.
1: <laughs> I mean, look, the trade is good. It, the technicals are there. The technicals are... This is a 600-day range that we've been in on EPTC. That's yeah, insane. It's a long one. Um, it's above trend metrics. It looks phenomenal. If you look at fundamentals because of the staking, so, uh, supply soak and the fee burn, blah, 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 right? Um, the whole narrative is there. The DeFi narrative with like DEXs, Becoming more popular, non-custodial stuff like the whole thing just makes sense to me. Uh, I think the alternative layer one trade is kind of dead for the time being. So yeah, I, I think it does really well against PTC and for that reason, that's that's my my case. That's my playbook. Let's do it. I think it, I think it's the easiest trade setup in the next year. Honestly,
0: have you seen my? ETH BTC Parabola? I haven't, but I like it. Yeah. Um, boy. I don't even I know like if I'd it. be happier or sad. What? <laughs> It'd be sad my, my buying power is not what it once was to make this trade exciting, uh, but I would still enjoy it because it gives you a rotation that you can actually make to
1: try to trade and be happy about it um well here's the other thing if gbtc gets sold off it, like this is like so many if ifs down the road if there's some genesis stuff that happens if dcg is involved if they have to sell their D- gbtc position you know that may have an outsized effect on btc relative to eth assuming they don't have to sell their et position which i don't even know they have right assuming the market just isn't just generally bearish on all that anyway like i don't know this is another like just in the near term, like the catalyst that could happen um, for all this to start to kick off. But. Do you think uh,
0: DeFi would have an opportunity to outperform as, w- either before or after that an ETH move like that? This is Aave relative to ETH for anyone wondering. It's been basing for a year or more after i, mean, I just i don't died. know
1: why a lot of these coins exist at all so it's hard for me to say like yeah but if you look at the charts like okay.
0: if you look at the charts you see this
1: basing occurring on some of the some of the better ones i hear you i just how do you beat eth when it's deflationary or when it's got these ponzinomics soconomics whatever you want to call it right how do you beat that link has a chance because it's also, allegedly, eventually, before I'm dead. All right, tell taken. me this.
0: Wow. Tell me this isn't a great chart.
1: I can't see the ticker. What is that?
0: That's uni relative to ETH.
1: You I like again, it like, in a
0: I, in a vacuum. You like this chart,
1: no, don't you? No, I agree. But again, it's like this is the fundamental, it's the dex moment, right? This is the dex moment to shine. Yeah. If there's any time ever historically in the history of cryptocurrency, this is the time. It exists. It already is ready to go. When Gox blew up, it didn't exist. When Bitfinex had issues, it didn't exist. It exists now. So if it's going to do something, it's definitely now. I just, again, like you have to look at issuance, you have to look at um, tokenomics of that stuff because, sure, you could be bullish on uni till you're blue in the face, but it might not matter if the emissions are so high that you just get bled to death
0: I don't know this looks like number go up how are you getting me bullish on this <laughs> on DeFi you're you're, you're all in on the on the flippening who is
1: this person have you are, are you Josh's evil twin brother you can't look you can't look at all this stuff and think DeFi at least has a purpose right Like, you may think DeFi is the reason we're here, which is me, 100%. Like, if Anchor never existed, if um, all these shit coins that got spun up never existed in the name of DeFi, right, we wouldn't be where we're at today. But the stuff that is here and works and is consistent, yeah, it has a chance. Like, look at that Link chart. Link USD looks amazing.
0: Yeah, it's just been consolidating for so long.
1: So this could have a chance against ETH if there's some I don't know the staking uh, roadmap or whatever. Like I'm sick of hearing about it at this point, but um, this could win out against ETH.
0: Well, if if ETH does a flippening, is it because ETH is 1K and Bitcoin's at like 8K or 7K or whatever that ratio is? Or is it because ETH is at you know three K and Bitcoin's at twenty K?
1: No, I really don't think we happen. We have a bullish I don't think we have a bearish flipping. You know, I don't think you know, ETH breaks a thousand again, I think it's gonna get ugly. Mm -hmm. So I don't think ETH wins in that scenario. Um but we've got this this window, right? This next until Bitcoin happening, which May, I may be too bullish on that relative to the eth pair, but let's just assume that the havening will have the narrative take over. Um, until that date, ETH-BTC long all day.
0: Let me ask you this. What do you think the odds are that the bottom is in for Bitcoin and ETH? The
1: bottom bottom? Bottom bottom. Can I say greater than 50%? Yeah,
0: of course. That's, that's that's a pretty strong likelihood. It's not too
1: safe, is it? No. That's, more than, really, that's better than I would give it. We just look so good. I'm thinking like what else, right? There's macro, which is just the Fed is continually on our neck. And yeah, they may go 50 next month, but they're still going 50. You know, a, a hike is still a hike regardless we've got cpi on the 13th which if that thing is elevated in any way good night markets Mm. so you'd be better hope cpi is at the very least flat or down um unemployment today nfp or whatever was already better than expected that's why markets kind of puked but like what else is left right it's just the genesis stuff I don't know what other big things that like the known unknowns that are left, you know? Yeah. That could like blow us up because like who's left? Who's left that hasn't already sold? Or is like, you know, redeeming out of whatever, right? Like who's left?
0: You know what people love to say though at the bottom, is like there's a it's, I just see this one more big puking, you know, and then I'll be bo- <laughs> And, Dude, but that wasn't that FTX? I feel like that was FTX. I know, that's what I'm saying. That that's always what people say when they're bearish at the bottom, is they just one more, one more, and then I'll be bullish. And then the painful scenario in that outcome is you missed the bottom and now you have to chase. And then the bounce might be higher than you anticipated.
1: I still well, don't, I don't think there's I don't think there's a rush to like position yourself that's here. what I was about to say. That's
0: what I was about to but, say. The bottom may be in, but you don't have to rush.
1: The other potential blow up we may see is like some sort of minor capitulation. Um, miners have been selling. Uh, I'm looking at this right now. Today was the biggest minor exodus out of wallets since like January 2021. Um, hmm. So miners have already been selling more than they have for a very long time. And price is still where it's at. So that's encouraging to me. They would have to sell at a much greater clip to, to have some sort of effect that they haven't already had, you know? So what else is left? I don't know. Quantum computing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, well, this is interesting to me. Binance? I guess Binance. Like if Binance explodes, I guess it's over too, but like... What's what are the odds on that?
0: Yeah, I guess you could get some regulatory uh hammer on a multi multinational scale.
1: Um, well, I, I expect some sort of. I mean, it's it's been how many years? Yeah, like just call call all this nonsense uh, unregistered. Well, I think it'd be like, like CBDCs,
0: CBDCs combined with like outlawing stuff in a very strong way. You know. Um. That's the kind. I mean, of I'd be
1: worried. Anything that looks like FTT, I would be concerned about. AKA BNB. <laughs> yeah. Any exchange token, I would, I would be. If I was heavily allocated, I would be concerned about that position, with the expectation of regulatory risk there. Um, even if you're abroad, like it doesn't matter. Um, I think there's going to be the hammer's going to come down on that stuff for sure. Stable coins, I think, are okay at the, at the moment. Um, I don't have too much risk. In a tether fudder today, I just well, I just looked. Tether's back above a dollar. Where's the Where's all the headlines? Right? I saw zero headlines. I saw a headline yesterday about tether uh, loans. I'm not going to hear like standing up to bat it for tether or anything. But the market's telling me, yeah, tether's tether's fine. It's back above a dollar. Tether market cap is down off the top. Yeah. I still, i expect that to be lower.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise you if more stable coins left the ecosystem, if they can earn
1: 4% in treasuries. Well, the thing that's tricky about stable coins is over the years, they're being used as currencies abroad, like in -hmm. emerging markets. So they may just never, you know, they may just just chill at those levels kind of outside of our realm in in trading. Yeah.
0: Um, These 30-year rates have finally bucked a trend, um, set in some kind of localized top. Have you noticed that? You think the market is starting to price in slower
1: rate growth on the long end of the curve? Yeah, I mean, Powell... Speaking of aliens that got abducted or whatever, um, <laughs> Paul yesterday was like, "Yeah, you know, maybe I don't want to crash the economy. Maybe we do want to slow down. This summer, it would be appropriate to start start thinking about that and discussing that." And
0: I think if so, I think if I when I look around, I feel like buying power is way way down, and they're acting behind the curve already.
1: Yeah, they did. I mean, I think they were late.
0: I think they've already smashed. A lot of the demand and hype and stuff, uh, personally, but
1: I could be wrong. Well, if you want to blame anybody for all this mess, blame, F- blame, uh, yeah, blame FTX, blame, blame the Fed. We've had zero rates for ten years, right? So that pushes money to places that wouldn't otherwise be.
0: Yeah, and then when they start raising it, there's like seventy-five a go. It's like you could have been doing twenty-five for a year and a half, <laughs> pretty safely, and yeah. you didn't and then now you're just like oh 25 50 75, 75, 75, it's like come on man you don't even know the impact of this
1: yeah that's why we really got to hope if you're bullish risk assets you got to hope cpi is continuing to come down
0: yeah we only looked at um <clears throat> the s&p when you look across markets i mean the the Nasdaq has not done terribly but when you look across like actual assets in the in the markets like tech assets i mean they got just as obliterated as crypto um, more so
1: i mean paypal yeah. look at paypal look at disney look at uh, what's another good one zoom look at all the stay at home darlings yeah decimated
0: yeah disney's kind of brutal in it because that was one where it was like streaming was what's going to be good for your stock. And now they got all these subscribers and streaming and people are like, yeah, streaming business sucks. And they're like, if only you just had that parks revenue and that sweet, sweet, you know, dividend reliability and you weren't wasting all this money on your streaming empire." It's like, man, these narratives change fast. <laughs> um, that's been an interesting one.
1: And Iger came
0: back. Did you see that?
1: I did. These, these, um movies lately like the 400 million for like a movie is insane
0: yeah Um, and they're not making a ton of money and they're not
1: recouping those those funds so like uh, yeah I wish I wish the movie industry luck but yeah um yeah so that, that
0: that down the down the um line risk I've found interesting one other thing I wanted to point out was along with what we're seeing in rates and what we're seeing in other stuff, uh, I'm really interested in what the gold market is doing. Um, is
1: 2023 gold's year?
0: Look at this. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but this would be like everybody was so bullish, including us, um, first quarter of 2022, and it just got obliterated. And then now, like, is that the fake out that gold needed before the moon? This looks quite good.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Gold is so screwy with like if we think rehypothecation is bad for BTC, it's infinitely worse for metals. Yeah. Who the hell knows what's going on there? I'm just saying
0: it's had it's had a positive response off all of this. And look at that 200-day moving average. If gold goes up out of this, you should you honestly should see BTC participate as well outside of the the internal struggles of the market, which would be more indicative that a bottom is in. <laughs> Doppel in the chat says we like the shiny rocks. <laughs> is yeah, I mean, is crypto also a shiny rock? Because I kind of consider it
1: one. If FTX doesn't blow up, we could be a thirty k. Yeah.
0: I think 100%. gold looks good.
1: Is that the the trade the trade of the stream? Gold? No. After all this, we looked at every crypto chart imaginable, and
0: Boomer no, um, Ledger think, goes to gold. No, I just <laughs> think gold looks good, but it gives me
1: more confidence in the ETH trade. Right? Ultrasound money. I guess. Somebody said, and I agree that ETH could be declared a security. Um, that would kind of blow everything up. Yeah. Look, I'm an anarchist, so bring it on, baby. I'm an anarchist. <laughs> <laughs> Love it!
0: Wow, Love silver. It. Thanks. Shout out to uh, who said it. Steve in the chat said silver is the best chart in the room. Hey, it did it in the seventies, baby. Let's do it again. Silver just does stupid things in inflationary periods. Give me that. Give me that fifty-plus-dollar silver again.
1: It's here's not the even. Less, t- here's the less barely a two X. Come on. Today, trust nobody. Don't especially centralize anything, anything attached to any centralized anything, be careful that includes anything in the Solana ecosystem. Certainly, um, self custody where you can, don't lose it all in one trade. <laughs> uh, this is what not what financial advice. Oh, for sure. Never, never would be. That's I don't all we have. We know. anything else to say. Just, you know. Thanks for Keep being here. Go.
0: It's good to see you. We are happy to be back, and yeah. we're happy to be with you here in the chat on the on the listening realm of things. Like us on YouTube, whatever. See you later. Bye-bye. Monuments crumble in the blink of an eye. The easy river has just run dry. Because I feel the breeze Wound so tight I can barely